Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam. Muggsy is with me. Muggsy, how you doing? What's up, Bob? Hey, I'm doing well. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. It's a beautiful day in Charlotte, you know? Gorgeous day in Charlotte. It feels so good. It feels so good. I got a freshly shaven head once again. It feels good to get the sunlight on it. I like it. You know, you feel all the uh, universe has to give with a bare skull. (laughs) So it feels good. Yeah, you got your your Queen City sexy going. Hey, man. You got to do what you can, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, like, you know, also have my uh, my second vaccine later this week, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what that's going to do to me, but I'm, I'm I'm excited to get it done and right. hopefully be able to enjoy the re- the normal some normalcy once again. Very much looking yes, forward to that. Lisa, 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 a little peace of mind. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. So today we have some some inter- interesting stuff to get into as we're recording. Disclaimer. The Hornets are on a two-game winning streak. Uh, this we're recording this before the Hornets take on the the, the Bucks um, on Tuesday night. So things are going pretty well for the, for the Hornets right now. Obviously, uh, sitting in eighth place, two wins from sixth place. Like the East is still very tight. So with twelve games remaining in the season, you know, not including the Bucks game, or excuse me, including the Bucks game, um, I think things are looking pretty promising for the Hornets. Just kind of taking like a step back, you know, with the guys expected to return. So we're going to talk about all that stuff in this episode. So hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax. We're going to get into all, all things Hornets here. There you go. So, go. yeah. So, Muggsy, I, I want to start with Kemba because he's back. Well, he was back in Charlotte for the Celtics game. And um, I don't know about you, but it's still very weird seeing him in a Celtics jersey, especially playing in this building uh what's it like for you um just kind of as a as an outsider and and an insider watching Kemba Walker a play for a different team and then how he's kind of getting on post Hornets well I look at it two ways you know as a fan you know it's kind of hard as you mentioned to see Kemba you know wearing another uniform you know when they kind of supported him and rooted for him for so long here and what he was when he met to the organization as well as the community I mean you just felt you know, connected and really promising that, you know, we possibly one day could be in a good situation with him leading the lean at the helms. But things change. And then my other playing side, you know, understand this is the business of it. You know, this is the business aspect of it where players, you know, come to a point where the organization have to make a decision and you got to move on. Uh, but it was just good to see him in the building, see him playing um, healthy, I should say, as it was early on in the year, he was kind of nipping around, looking around, you know, early on. Uh, but he seemed healthy. Um, you know, I think he wound up with 20 points. He had a decent show on, but, uh, you know, you got to give credit to them Hornets. Them Hornets really showed out, and, and everybody on the floor really, you know, had success. And I think the, I believe the entire first five, starting five was in double figures. So oh, yeah. uh, that was impressive that let you know the basketball was moving. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's a great time to be outside right now, and that's why we're so excited about Monster Bass. Monster Bass is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to your door every month. It's a premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monster Bass. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide, and it's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand for anglers everywhere. They've got the best baits from the best brands, and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So if you want to catch bigger bass this season, head over to monsterbass.com and use the code MUGSY10. That's Muggsy and the number 10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monster Bass now. Yeah, so to to your point about just Kemba and him, like his like aura and just value here, he went, or like was it the third quarter? I forget the exact quarter, forgive me, but he went to contest a Terry Rozier three-pointer. And Kemba meant to leave his feet, didn't. He like kind of pulled up, held his hip, and ran immediately to the locker room. So it was like really scary. Like the non-contact injuries are always like, whoa, something really bad happened. And I saw on Twitter, uh, apologies, I forgot. I don't know if it was Rod or, or Rick, but now that tweeted it. But he, Kemba even had the Hornets doctors checking on him. Like everyone loves Kemba uh, and wants him to succeed, even though he plays for a different franchise, which is really like endearing, you know? And that yeah. speaks to, I think, his character and contribution to the team as well as um, – his value and how much people respect him. Yeah, that was a scary moment, right? Yeah, I like to say, you know, he came, he came in healthy and, mm-hmm. and still had to leave like that. Um, I mean, it always, you know, scary, especially seeing him, you know, once upon a time, had to leave the floor when he was with the Hornets. Um, so, you know, it's always scary when a player have to, you know, leave the floor. But again, he's always going to be loved here in Charlotte. Everybody always going to still have a special place in their heart for Kimball because Woody, again, he meant to the organization, but more important, what he meant to the community. Because he was all over the community. The kids really loved him. Folks in the uh, organization who dealt with him, who has relationship with him, still enjoyed him. And I'm quite sure he still come back uh, to the city during the summertime in some capacity. So he always would be welcome here. He loved that. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, he was able to come back on the court and continue to play, which is great to see. Um, with, like, really no signs of him being hurt, which is right. really, really great to see. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned before, yeah, the Hornets got busy against the Celtics that game. You know, everyone was clicking. It was a lot of fun. The, the rim was wide open. Every, like, buckets <laughs> were sinking in left and right. Um, I, yeah, Cody Martin had a double-double. PJ had a double-double. Terry had a double-double. I think Devontae did at one point. I think they lost. I took an assist away from him at some point during the game because mm-hmm. he had nine assists on on the day. It was just yeah. like, this was, it was a really fun game to watch. It was an interesting game. Yeah. It was 1 p.m. on a Sunday. I know. So I'm a fan of the day games. So I like it. <laughs> half of players, though. Half of players. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. So making that especially, yeah, especially the players that's on the road. Yeah. So like, how how's that throw off your routine as a player? Uh, going from the, the standard like seven, eight, eight p.m. to like that afternoon game. 
Well, you are professional, so you you know you, you should be able to adjust. But you know any coming, I mean any job when you normally go in at a certain time and you got to go in a little earlier, especially when you got to use a lot of energy uh, in doing your, in your job, that can kind of you know takes some time to get going, uh, and the home team can really take advantage of it. I don't know if that was the case with the uh, the Celtics, but uh, the Hornets, I just they felt like. You know, this is their moment. Guys was out. Everybody need to contribute. Um, knowing that possibly we'll have guys returning, but you know, they wasn't looking ahead. They was just in the moment at the time. And I think Coach JB got to have to take a lot of credit for having the guys prepared and well enough to go out there and pull off a win. Yeah, so it, that was a very important win for obvious reasons. The Hornets were coming off a losing streak. They just beat the the Cavs. Finally beat the Cavs. Yes. Um, <laughs> the that Friday before in a tightly fought game. Um, and so, you know, Hornets riding, riding a little high, you know, two-game winning streak, things you love to see. Uh, hopefully they can continue things tonight. You'll know as you're listening what happened. We don't know yet as we're recording. <laughs> right. But uh, Pete, uh, James Borrego uh, made some changes to the starting five. Uh, he's, with all the injuries, he, had, he has had to get creative, uh, try different lineups, different matchups. Uh, we saw Vernon Carey get some run in the starting lineup, uh, starting basically from the Nets game to uh was like the first time we saw it was nets he got to start against the blazers and the knicks mm-hmm. and i don't know did he start against the bulls he might have started against uh, the bulls but uh, he couldn't have. I, I can't recall if he started against the bulls i think he did yeah i think he did too i think he did i think he did because yeah. what we've been seeing you know he had that excellent kind of start against the nets the nets weren't respecting his jumper and he made him pay for it to his credit and then he ran into some foul trouble in the following games and then we would see him start and then not really, when he didn't have foul trouble, not really get involved post like the first few minutes of the game, especially with PJ coming off his injury, Brago's bringing him in kind of slowly off the bench and PJ has been playing very well to his credit. Mm-hmm. And so this is something you're just gonna have, right? Like PJ was the starter, he's coming off an injury. Vernon got some his opportunity. Vernon's mm-hmm. really young. I'm sure he'll get another opportunity mm-hmm. later on, but what do you make of the lineup changes? Cause we saw, we went from a five of Terry Devante, Jalen McDaniels, uh, Bridges, and Vernon Carey to a lineup with Terry Devante, Cody Martin, and uh, PJ and Miles starting together at the same time. Well, that's uh, as a coach that has a pulse on this team. You understand, you know, when to pull that trigger and, and um, what works and what doesn't. And when guys went down, you got to get creative. You got to have guys ready on both sides. I mean, starters as well as guys on the bench. And him having that understanding, knowing that PJ was coming off an injury, um, giving uh, 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 Vernon yeah. uh, an opportunity, which would build his confidence up. And at the same time, knowing PJ would be able to come in at his pace and, and play the bulk of the minutes and bring him along slowly, stop rushing him, you know, especially during that, coming off that injury. And then it just played itself out. You know, he understood that after those couple games, you know, PJ was more healthy, more fit, and decided that, hey, this is the time to pull the trigger and, and, and go with, a, you know, a bring a PJ in, and then go with a Cody a Martin. Um, and that allowed, you know, that small ball, I should say, to, 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 to prevail. Um, you know, just look at what topped it off with, 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 with T. Roger just getting that slam dunk coming down the middle. Yeah. I guess the Celtics, you know, that that was the icing on Kate knowing his miles on that end. But right. it was it was a, it was good to see T. Rogier, you know, get that on his former team 
um, because that's what it was. You know, him and him and Kel pretty much basically swapped, you know, and for him to come and put on that type of performance, I know he was pleased. Yeah, you could you could see the emotion. Like everybody yeah. was fired up. Oh, I forget, I forgot the play. I swear, um, I think it was a PJ block that just went the other way, and I think Eric Collins was like, "Yo." PJ was about to lose his mind if, if that call went his way. Like everyone was at eleven that entire Celtics game, which was so as a fan super fun to watch. A um, also really great to watch from a fan point of view because um, the the Bally Sports feed, which is interesting too, because that was a national TV game, mind you, yes. um, on ESPN. Um, if you're in the North Carolina area, you have the choice to watch the ESPN broadcast or the Bally Sports broadcast. I stuck with Eric Collins and Del Curry. <laughs> support the local guys, you know. Yes, yes. And it's just not the same. No, no disrespect to Richard Jefferson and, and like those ESPN guys, but like I want to hear, I want to hear our guys talk about our players. And it was really fun. It was really great to watch that feed and like listen to uh, to Eric get in his bag. Uh, uh, yeah, right yeah. You know, I, I guess you know he lets it out. You know, he lets it out. He just brings a little more excitement to the game. Probably doing that as well as Bell. You know, being very uh, analytic about the game. You know understanding what goes on, you know, so hand those two, I really enjoy. Uh, but you're right, man, that that situation would have went PJ's way. I mean, that it, it would erupt, you know, how many people was in the stand that, that night? It would probably felt like 25,000, um, you know, because that's how bad. But, you know, we always have this way when we see the Celtics. You know, that's just something that Hornets does when we have, when we see a Celtics uniform, you know, we seem to prevail during those moments. Yeah, it's it's been it was it was, it was really great, really great. So I hope they can continue the momentum um, in, into the remainder of the season. There is only uh, twelve games left. Um, the, the reinforcements are coming in, but I, we mentioned it last week. But I just want to show some more love to Miles Bridges because mm. this guy I mentioned last week. He's been the Iron Man. He's played in every single game this season, which has been really crucial because of all the injury issues we've had. And he's been asked to do everything from being a bench, like coming off the bench just to the starting lineup. And he's been getting it done. And his numbers don't really like represent, I think, his contribution because his level of energy for a guy that's played in every single game is, is off the charts. Like his the effort and intensity he's being asked to defend like Jason Tatum, like he's he's after it. <laughs> and um, in his last 12 games. Mind you, so on the season he's shooting fifty percent from the floor, forty percent mm-hmm. from three, and eighty-five percent from the free throw line. Like immaculate mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in the last twelve games where he's been asked to start, uh, nineteen point nineteen point four points per game, zero point eight blocks, zero point eight steals, two point four assists, seven point two rebounds, and then still maintaining that level of efficiency: eighty percent from the free throw line, forty-six percent from three, fifty-two percent from the field. You know, that's 12 mm-hmm. games, playing 36 minutes per game. Guy is after it. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Miles in his third year. He's continuing to get better and makes me really excited to see how he fits in when everybody's back, when the team is, like, fully back and at full strength. Miles is going to be, I think, he's going to really thrive having all these other options on the floor with him. Like, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this really benefited Miles. I mean, normally that's what it takes three years for an NBA player to really understand what your capabilities are, especially when you get in the minutes and you've seen it more times than none. 
Um, and that's what he's done. He's seen it. I mean, you can see the development. He's versatile now. He go left, he can go right. Yeah. He don't know which way he's going. He, oh, he, I mean, he added a jump shot into his arsenal. I mean, so he's able to now let the game slow down for him as well. I mean, he sees it. He knows when to take the guy off the dribble. He knows when to shoot, uh, shoot the shot. And he just understands the game right now. And that, and the minutes allow him to really be so productive. And with the guys being out, he's been called upon. So when he understands that type of responsibility, then he's leading the charge. And I think the other guys are really following. And that's what I'm also loving in terms of his masquerade, I mean, his, uh, his growth. And when, and as you alluded to, when the other guys come back with Melo, the Haywood and the Malik, I'm up and the whole crew together, you know, I, I I believe that he will continue that. You know, he's just going to add on and, and let these guys now come in and understand, you know, we have a lot to where we can kind of scare a lot of teams with the confidence that I have right now. You know, Scott the limit for the one and, you know, not knowing that they could just get to a playoff, but actually be successful, you know, winning the series. Yeah, it's it. things are looking pretty great like we're at, we're nearing the end of like the we're approaching the light at the end of the tunnel basically is what i'm trying to say and it's really it's really mm-hmm. great to see and also kind of in retrospect i didn't really appreciate it at the time but when i went to the raptors game the first game back with with like fans you know they had the three thousand mm-hmm. fans the first they had the frontline workers in and then they had the three thousand fans in and i was there and bridges was the one to give the speech to the fans the welcome back speech and it was great to hear and see it in the moment. And I'm really looking back now. I'm really glad it was him that was making that speech because uh, you could tell like he really meant, meant a lot to him. And I think he's really thriving about thriving in the environment where fans are back in the building. Like, I don't. I give him like 99% of the credit, like I, whatever that number is, <laughs> of, like the fan, like the fans being in the building, like, I, ho- I hope that's having some, a positive effect on his contributions as well, because it seemed to really mean a lot to him to have fans back in, especially when more is being asked of him. And I, he's just, he's, he's crushing it. I'm so happy he's part of the franchise. And I'm really glad that the Hornets um, are stuck with him and continue to develop with him. You know, like we see lottery picks come in all the time. They can they be flipped for other assets. They can be just lose their spot because of free agency, like new guys coming in and get relegated to the bench. The Hornets as a whole with Monk, Bridges, Devontae, we've seen it with the Martin twins, they're really doing, like really showing out in their ability to draft or make trades for guys on draft day, watching to them develop. And we're see, like seeing the benefits of it during these like kind of quote unquote downtimes with the injuries we're having. Like it's, it's really reassuring to the fans, you know? I, I like it. I'm very, I'm very pleased with what cup check and MJ had pulled off here. Yeah, yeah, they're doing an excellent job. And then, you know, the highlight reel that Miles uh, displayed doesn't hurt either, yeah. you know, for the, and, you know, helps it for the fans that want to come in and see it live. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith, you know, called him the best dunker, of, you know, for this time of the year. He's the guy, you know, every time you want to turn on ESPN in terms of the dunk situation. So, um, Miles, you know, he's, he's really, like I said, he's really benefiting from the guys being out and he's using his voice. He's also become uh, a, a now a vocal leader, so to speak. And and those guys need as many leaders as you can. And not just one voice in that locker room. Um, it's now there's multiple voices and that's what they need going forward. And again, credit to the uh, front office for, uh, for understanding the type of players and the characters that they drafted, because now you can see the culture and you can see the, um, the fruits of the labor, I should, you know, you should, I'm going to say, 
you know, stuff that, you know, show us, show us face. And you love it when you have young guys grow, understand the growth and the, the process, and now seeing it to what it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the front office and the organization. MJ, Game and Scuff Jet, they've done an excellent job. Yes. And uh, it, they've, they've, they've been crushing it lately. And so yeah. looking at ahead here, we're expecting some some news, some definitive news on Lamelo and Malik. Now, mm. uh, Lamelo and Malik are training individually. They're not clear to practice and like mm-hmm. with like team contact activities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, we're, it which is good. You know, mm-hmm. we're speaking of approaching the finish line. We're getting to the mm-hmm. finish line with those guys. So, Lamelo coming back into the mix and Malik especially coming back into the mix because as good as like. The next man up Hornets have been whenever when you do next man up, it leaves the bench a little weaker, you know. Completed, right? Yeah. And so Malik coming in, a guy that could start being a bench player, like a sixth, seventh man, is going to be a huge addition. And then you yes. talk to Lamelo, a guy who a, a guy, a, a kid, <laughs> he's a guy yeah. that could come yeah. in and really create and, and hit an open bucket when needed. Like this is the good stuff. So, again, yeah. We're kind of looking at this weekend tentatively. Uh, that would, that, those games would be uh, the Pistons, Heat, Pistons again, uh, Bulls would be like the next, like the next four games with those guys back healthy. Mm-hmm. What we know now is, is the case. So, what do you expect to see? Assuming we get Lamelo and Malik back for like May first, basically onwards, what do you expect their impact to be on the team? Well, well, the impact would be. Tremendous. It would be definitely an upside for the team. Um, you know, last week I was kind of concerned about Melo coming back so soon, but seeing some video of him and just seeing him out there dribbling the basketball and um, looking, of course, it wasn't his legs or anything, still looking healthy, you know, but just seeing the active and the motion that he was kind of using to trust the, the, the rest, you know, you can, I could possibly, you can see him, you know, possibly returning really soon. You know, with Malik as well. So that will be a huge addition for the organization, for the team. A big boost, I should say, especially going down the stretch, um, knowing that you won game ahead of uh, Indiana right on your tails. And, you know, believe it or not, the Wizards are, are making some noise. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, you, yeah, and, and, and you want to try to, hopefully you can avoid the, the play in. Yeah. You know, you can jump back up to that sixth spot. Um, uh, but like I said, the stretch going down the stretch these last 11 or 12 games, uh, that's remaining, it's going to be crucial. It's going to determine where they're going to face in terms of if they're going to have to play in or, you know, they're sitting at the eighth spot and they only got to win one game. You know, I swear every time the Hornets, or not the Hornets, the when Valley Sports or whoever's broadcasting the game shows the Hornets bench, you see them, you guys can't see this as I'm doing the hand motion I'm doing, but LaMelo's working his wrist at all times. He's doing some type of physical therapy at all points uh, during the game. Sometimes he'll catch the ball between yeah. his legs, just stay active, keep the blood flowing. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, we're getting there. And then Monk, he he's like the, the the biggest cheerleader on the team. Like he's so engaged. He wants, you can tell he wants to get back out there yeah. and get involved yeah. again. So I, I'm psyched. Um, as far as, you know, these guys have been a part of the team. Um, mm-hmm. They have chemistry with the, with the other players already. So I don't imagine there'll be any like, I'm doing air oh, right now. Risk of like throwing yeah. off chemistry because that chemistry already exists. So you kind of pick it up right where you left off, right? Right. Yeah, the chemistry will be there. It's just a matter of uh, the condition, you know, how well condition-wise those guys will be in because you, ne- you never can simulate game 
uh, situation. So hopefully that they have win. Um, the skill set is still there um, and that they can come in and, and kind of, you know, add to what the Hornets are doing right now. Because believe it or not, I didn't think they was going to hold syrup when all those guys went down. But they actually did. You know, they played some really stellar basketball. They kept them in this position. And now knowing that these, you know, the mellow and Malik is possibly could be returning. Quite sure these guys are excited and they know that they're going to need help on those shows. Yeah, but the Hornets have a, a, really, a really great chance to make their own destiny. You know, they have a game against the Celtics left. They have a game against the Heat, game against the Bulls. Um, they could really mix in the Knicks uh, mm-hmm. as well in the remaining games, plus two games against the Pistons, which, which I'm regret saying this should be favorable. You know, they're 19 to 43 on the year. They should win those games, yeah. but you never yeah. know. Even yeah, no, they play hard. Detroit plays hard. Yeah. Even a game against yeah. the Magic, you know, and then you mentioned the Wizards, a team I'm very afraid of. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm very afraid of that Wizards team. What I don't know where they'll end up at, when it's all said and done. You know, they're a 10 mm-hmm. seed right now. If they somehow become an 8 seed, they're going to give whoever they, whoever they match up with in the first round, the Wizards, yes. they're going to give them a tough time. Like, <laughs> that's not a favorable matchup for yeah. as good as the Nets tr- and Sixers are. Like, I don't think they'll be psyched to play the Wizards in the first round. No. They're trying to get to that play-in. Yeah. You know? Trying to put themselves at least in that position where they have an opportunity to try to get in that playoff. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And then um, hopefully mm-hmm. in the next week or two, we'll get some solidified information on Gordon Hayward. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw him on the bench uh, in a walk-in boot. Uh, so he may be a little further out. Well, not maybe. He is, a, he is further out as far as yeah. recovery goes. But he's another guy you don't want to rush back considering his injury no. history. And you don't want to risk like av- aggravating that and prolonging it because he's a crucial piece of the team. He's a second-leading scorer. In the first half of the All Star, or the first half of the season before the All Star break, so I'm excited to get him back in the mix as well. Yeah, but you know, once once your foot in that boot, you know, coming out of that boot is going to take some time to even strengthen it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just I know they cautious and they're going to take their time knowing when it's the right time to bring him back. Yeah, so it remains to be seen. A lot of exciting basketball mm-hmm. left. A lot of exciting basketball, and with the playing, it, it, it ratchets yes. it up immediately. Like yes, that. it does. <laughs> Come on, Hornets. I need when I so as a Hornets fan, I want nothing to do with the plan. Like I'm, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. As yeah, an NBA I fan, know. I'm excited for it. But as like as a Hornets fan, I don't <laughs> want my team in it. I'm excited to watch it. I just right. would rather watch the Heat, the Pacers, and the Wizards in it versus the Hornets in it. Just like get the six seed, be cool, and what that shirt. Yeah. What that insurance. What that insurance. But you know, again, yeah. I mean, it's that it is what it is, and you know. Like you said, they have they in control of their own destiny, so mm-hmm. they can put themselves back in that situation where they ain't got to worry about the play-in. But if not, I'm quite sure they're ready for whatever the situation may be, uh, and be happy, you know, that they in a hunt and they had a conversation, you know, talking playoff basketball. Oh yeah, let's get after it. I'm so psyched. I'm so psyched yeah. with the, the home stretch here, and uh, every game matters here on out. It's it's exciting. It's really exciting. Yes. All right. So I think that's everything. I think I. W- from uh from the week to to cover, is there anything else we're missing that we should get into before we dip out of here? Uh, what else is happening? Um, uh, we talked about little Space Jam already. Yeah. Um, possibly coming up. So um, what else is that? You know, of course, we always talk about the Muggsy Bowes up and coming golf event on oh. August the thirtieth. You know, at Piper Glen. Nice. You know, the Muggsy Bowes Family Foundation, you can always go there and, and or you can go, you know, to my uh, website and, you know, my link is there, you know, go to my, my bio. Um, so, uh, 
you can find it anyway and, and be a sponsor. You know, come and be a sponsor. The third annual Muggsy Bowls Golf Minute Pipe Group Nice. Yeah. That's nice, nice. Yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, you can you give the, the the website again, the URL. Uh, is you can go to the the Bogues Family Foundation and uh, .org and find it, um, or you can go to my bio and the link is there. All right, all right, cool, cool. Well, I appreciate your time and everyone out there listening. Uh, you've been listening to the Believe in Hoarders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Better Online. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.